This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hello, wild souls. Welcome to another weekly medicine mini-sode of the Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack, and today we're going to be looking a little bit at the energetic signature of the week ahead and the cards that are helping us move through that energy. So a couple things, we're back in moon energy again, um, um, we'll talk about it. Uh, we have a full moon in Scorpio coming up in just a few days that we're all absolutely feeling, <laughs> um, and is for sure connected to the moon cards presence here. Um, we're in a, we're ultimately even though there, there are a lot of structural kind of linear pieces we could point to, like we're in an emperor year, that means Aries, we're in 2020, that means whatever, right? Like we could, we could look at kind of all of the numerical astrological pieces and, and have a framework to view this year that can hold it to a certain extent. And yet, we are absolutely, as always, moving through an enormous spiral this year. And one of the key components of a spiral is that there's a lot of mystery. There are curves in a spiral where we can only really see kind of where we're at and not too much further around the bend, right? Because ultimately with life, we're kind of building that spiral as we're going with it. It's not set. We have the ability to change it, to make choices that can really alter the way that that spiral curves. And we're really, really, really learning that this month and this year. You know, our theme for monthly medicine is choice. We are making choices every day. How are we working with what we're handed? How can we come back to right now, right here? Where are the things and where are the places that are your wounds, your blind spots, your your areas where um, you tend to go to, escape to, retreat to, or hide in when times get really tough in the current moment? Now, none of that's a problem. Like, I have those places too. <laughs> like, let's be real. We're humans. We need little coves to hide in, and we also need places to um, replenish our cup and, and kind of fill ourselves back up again. And that's not escaping. That's just medicinal balance. But the moon card showing up so much over the last few weeks is an indication of something that's less linear, less measurable, and a lot more something that we, um, it's a more subtle communication. The fact that this card keeps showing up again and again. It's letting us know that as much as we may try to have the desire to understand what's going on, when we're going to be out of this pandemic, what we're doing, both in the microcosm of our lives and the macrocosm, there just is no answer right now. And, you know, I was reading an interview with Pema Chodron. My apologies if I'm mispronouncing uh, her name. Uh, but I was reading an interview with her where, you know, she spoke about the value of 
not giving up hope, but that when we're able to really be with what is beyond the point of trying to make things better, more right, and just being with what's here, the agony and the ecstasy, like just being, not with the brain story, but with like, oh, wow, you know, here are all the things that are happening right now. I can name my privileges and my blessings. And there's also huge discomfort. I fucking hate this. I hate this thing. I'm feeling so overburdened and overwhelmed. I feel lonely. And, um, you know, the, the value in just being able to say, this is here right now. And the moon card is such a valuable helper for that kind of energy because it switches off all the lights. It makes us feel around a little bit more. It makes us sit still. It makes us be with the stuff we don't necessarily want to be with. You know, not monsters or negative things or shadow stuff because that's all sort of... um more reductive ways of looking at darkness. What do we do at night? We get a little quieter, right? We maybe try not to make too much noise. Things are, things actually normally are quieter at night. We may listen. Our senses may perk up in a whole new way. And there may be room for us to go out and stare at the moon, stare at the stars and just be with ourselves. There might even be room for tears there. There might be room for us to talk to the moon or pray to the moon or we speak differently. We connect differently. We, we pray differently when we're, um, moving through a nighttime, you know, things that are normally clear to us are no longer clear and other things become illuminated. So we are in a time of profound choice right now. Are we willing, are we available to wake up to the things in us, the parts of us that want so desperately, that require us to come in and fold our arms around them and say, I see you. We don't have to fix anything. We don't have to clear up anything. We don't need to heal anything. We just need to be there. You know, in the Pacific Northwest right now, As many of you may know, there's been um, evidence, and this has been building for quite some time, that the uh, Asian hornet, uh, which is also called the murder hornet because of how violent um, it is to honeybees, has gotten a bit of a foothold in Washington State and in a little bit of Canada, I believe. And one of the um, sort of the the person who's in charge, the the person at the agricultural department, Chris Looney, who who I've read now about in a couple of pieces regarding this hornet, um, used a languaging that I thought was really powerful, um, where he said, uh, and it it's, it doesn't mean much uh, off the page, but um, basically that we have a very small window of time in which folks can react, in which his department can react, in which action can be made 
in order to keep them from getting a foothold. And if they don't act on that window, and if a year goes by, then those hornets are pretty much here. And they pose a massive threat to the honeybee population, which is already deeply endangered here in, in the U.S., certainly, but I think everywhere. And that struck me deeply, this idea of having a window of time in which to act, because I think that is true of everything. That's been true of this virus. It is most certainly true of um, our process with climate change and our process with this extinction that we're essentially all moving through that's, that is affecting us on a planetary basis. And we often can get very bogged down I'm thinking, look, oh my God, what can I do to that that can really make a difference on a large scale? And the moon card essentially says, yes, absolutely. Think about that. But also think about, come get yourself now. Where are, you know, the places within you that need the most attention so you can be available you know, the thing that a lot of us are, are missing or in resistance to, because the moon card is so much about choice. If you've ever heard me talk about this card, you know I use that word. It's about choice. There are two different animals on many moon cards that describe the, the different ways that we can, we can freak out and, and bark at the moon and go off into all kinds of delusion and story and and we can miss completely what's here. We can go off into echoes. When the when the night is very, very dark and the moon is very high, it can be really easy to think like, oh my God, it's this, it's that. And we can get really locked into a lot of story. You know, that's Pisces too. The waters are very deep. It can be hard to to see, you know, what's actually here. Or we can lay ourselves bare to the energy of the moon. We can say, I want to see the things that are normally obscured. I want to transform the things in myself that are not actually serving the whole of the planet anymore. I want to be available to bring all that I'm meant to bring to be of service to this planet, to myself. I have to start with me. And so if there's any part of me that I'm not coming to get, I'm not taking care of, if I'm resistant to this time, if I'm angry, if I have grief, am I honoring that? Am I tending to that? Am I asking for support? Is there anything else I can do? You know, is there anything to do? This is not about luxury. This is about utility. This is about taking the privilege out of self-care and autonomous self-tending and reclaiming it in a way that resonates with us. This doesn't require any money. It doesn't even really require time. <laughs> like, you can do this in the shower. You can do this out loud in the middle of your kids screaming. It's not necessarily supposed to be, you know, the, the image that we can have is of this, you know, beautiful, silent night. And actually, I do kind of recommend if you're able to, and if you have the ability to do this, um, if you're able after the folks in your house are asleep, you know, some night this week, if you're able to kind of 
go out on your balcony, go out in your backyard, go out on your porch or go out, um, go near a window in your apartment or even walk outside if it's safe to do so right outside your building or home and just look up at the moon and just say, wow, you know, what is it like to stand me with this, you know, this satellite? What is it like to connect with the earth, with the sky, you know, the earth underneath my feet, with the sky above me, with this um, beautiful, you know, lunar caretaker? Um, you know, what is that like? And this full moon in Scorpio is... Um, it's no fucking joke. We're harvesting right now. We're harvesting this week the places within ourselves that are ready to die away. Scorpio is the death card. Scorpio work is about its 13, its initiations into the spiral, its transformation, its reclamation, its vulnerability. It's the primal stuff in life. It's, it is life death. It is. We are confronting our own mortality on this planet, and we are still at choice as to the window. Which way are we going to go? And again, the moon card really shows us this is not just about the outside um, pieces here, the larger pieces it is, and it's also about us, because how we got here was individuals making choices that were not in alignment for the good of the whole. And one of the ways that we can come back into balance is just by beginning to be with ourselves. There's so much that is created in this world that creates so much discord. That's just us crying out to be acknowledged by ourselves. So we're preparing in this full moon in Scorpio to harvest, to review to throw a lot of what we're finding onto the compost pile so that it can become food for the new later. We're, we're choosing what we're baking into bread and grinding down into flour. You know, we're, we're, we're checking in here, you know, what, what's ready to die, what's ready to be reborn in a new way. How am I changing? And what are the underworld pieces, the Plutonian themes that I am being um, that are being illuminated to me. What is tapping on my shoulder? For me right now, I mean, I'll just be real with you. Why, why not be, <laughs> you know? Um, but I'm, because I've been instructed to creating my course right now as I'm doing it. It is the most powerful version I've ever done. And uh, I want so badly to be further along than I am. And every time I try to rush, I'm, I'm physically and literally barred and slowed. And I've, I've always had like a very, um, a very, uh, comfortable relationship with speaking to the divine. Like, I don't feel like I need any kind of like special stuff or gatekeepers. I have, screamed at and told spirit to go fuck itself <laughs> more times. I've called my guides abusive, like all of the things because underneath my desire to rush is a fear that I won't be able to do it. And it's a story that 
only when I do the work can I relax and refill my cup. And I'm being retrained right now. And it's, uh, it's not hard, like people who are actually like working really hard right now, like in on the front lines and hospitals, it's, it's, it's not hard work that way, but for me and what is being handed to me right now, because again, this is not about comparison. We, we can honor all of those pieces and not minimize ourselves because what you're being asked to do right now is really valid and really important. Um, but I'm being asked to flip that a little bit to actually feed myself first so that there's fuel in the tank for me to make what is really the best work of my career, you know? And, um, uh, I think so far anyway, you know, who knows, but, um, it's a completely different working process where I have to wait until something's ready. I can't rely on even what I thought or I think I know about a card, I have to wait and like live it. And I've been really waiting. And sometimes we'll even go to film and get all set up. And like, we'll, we, we stop because it's not, it's not a yes anymore. Um, and I don't get reasons for it. That's very moon. You're not told anything. So if you're really feeling like, oh my God, I just don't know what the fuck is going on. I feel like every day is bleeding into the next. And that's how all of us feel kind of right now. But, um, there's, we're getting initiated into mystery right now. We're getting like, there's a reason that many of us are not, you know, able to leave the house or if we are leaving the house, that's so different. Um, uh, even if our day to day is the same, um, the invitation is, is very, very powerful and I'm not romanticizing it, but we're being asked to come back home to ourselves. And I've been saying it many times and I will continue to repeat it because it is all I hear. How do we work with the moon card? King of Pentacles. So King of Pentacles is a leader. Any King that we pull, any King that we work with is about the exchange of personal work into community leadership. And you are a leader in your home if you're raising kiddos and you're a leader in your life if you're a teacher and you're a leader, uh, whether or not you're actually leading a staff, you can be a leader in in any way. You can be you can show up in leadership without necessarily having to be in a role that's dictated by hierarchy. You know, I think it's important to name that we all have that opportunity. So we learn in King of Pentacles that we touch into what is truly rich in this world and in this earthly life when we are truly, truly able to come home to who we are. When we're doing our soul work in the world, when, when, when I am in my house, I mean, I don't know how this is going to feel for people to hear this, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, I, and my teacher has really illuminated this to me, Michelle, and I agree with her. I really do that. I didn't get paid by anybody because um, I don't get paid to do a course. I get paid to thrash around and scream at God and break down and come back together and 
channel something out of that place and get those different parts of me ironed out and cleared out through that process. That is the work. The course is the break from the work. And right now, this year, that's happening at the same time as the course. That's my King of Pentacles work right now. That's that happens to be what I'm what I'm doing. For you, it might be um something completely different. It's the work you're called upon to do as an individual, very intimately within yourself, that radiates out into the world and helps define part of how you serve and help and heal in the larger world. Without you being able to show up to what what lives in you, uniquely in you, that's calling out for your attention that only you can express and be in and show up to in exactly the way you want. If you are not able to be with that, you can't show up in the world in the way that I know you really want to. And King of Pentacles shows us if you're willing to completely be on your own channel, in your own business, accessing your own medicine, working through your specific thing while maybe holding space for what others are going through, but not comparing anything, not comparing, then the expansion that you're looking for, the intersection and the connection between what you do on an internal landscape and how it affects, how it serves in an external, much larger landscape, those two pieces can be bridged together. So essentially how we can deal with all of this super watery, super liminal, super weird, super contractive, um, really, really powerful uh, energy, these opportunities that are being gifted to us this week through this full moon in Scorpio, through the moon card, is essentially to say, can you show up to yourself and let that be your sacred practice. This is your practice. This is your medicine. This is, this is what, this is your opportunity. One of the most profound gifts you can give to the world. If there's something that you're meant to give to the world that only you can give, and you have to walk through some valleys to get there, if you have to go back and reclaim a part of yourself that you left long ago, guess what? The time is here for you to do it. The window is open. The question is, will you use it? Will you respond in the opportunity that you're given? And I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to all of us. I'm not calling anyone out, you know, or in or anything. It just really is, um, it's quite powerful and very important. And even if you're somebody who educates, even if you're somebody who really um, lives your life in devotion to teaching folks, to um, helping them to recognize their patterns of behavior, please don't forget about your own work. You know, please don't forget that it's important to look at yourself as well. You know, and how, how can you let that work come with you and feel accessible to you in what you're doing because this is very similar to stuff I've said before and it's very similar to what I said in monthly medicine but you don't need 
you know, a half hour on your meditation pillow every day to do this. You don't need three hours. You don't need, um, we don't have that. Like, I don't know anybody who has that, even if they're home all day, I don't have that right now, you know, and I'm home. So I have the privilege and I don't, I don't have the, the time, you know, it's not there for me. My practices are coming with me and working through me in really unique ways right now. And, um, I also know that my, my experience of this time is, is enormously different from other folks. Cause some folks are, a lot of folks are going out, they're working, they're, you know, actually showing up as essential workers. And, um, it's just, I couldn't be bowing more to you. You know, how can you do this in your car? How can, again, like when you're in the shower, just placing a hand on your heart and being like, this fucking stinks. And I see you and I hear you and I'm not going to leave your side. You're talking to yourself. You know, what is there for you to pay attention to? What can't go with you anymore? If you are to truly see this time as an opportunity to shift energetically and move into a different paradigm that um, is essentially part of a contingency that, um, you know, we're talking about the survival of our species. Like, what can't come with you? What doesn't work? You know, what's ready to be witnessed and acknowledged? What's ready to be harvested and thanked? You know, what's ready to be reclaimed so that you can show up in the world as a leader in your own way, in your own little way, in your own huge way? What, how are you being called up and out? And how do you need to go down into the underworld in order to reclaim what needs to be reclaimed? in order for you to show up in the world with this reclaimed treasure, speaking from a place that only you can. This is, you know, just the light medicine <laughs> that we're being called to look at this week. And um, I'll be thinking about all of you, as I know we'll all be going through it together. Thank you so much for listening, Wild Souls. I love you. I'm so grateful for your presence in this virtual space. Happy full moon, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.